Praise the Lord. With grace and mercy that we are here again, awaiting from heaven is a blessed appearing. Because he said, I'm going to prepare places for you, mansions. And once I've done that, I will come back and receive you unto myself. Jesus Christ is coming back. Because he said it. Not because we believe it, but because he said it. Whatever we believe in, doesn't make things true just because we believe it. People believe in all sorts of things. The Word of God is eternal. So, just trying to make some space here because I've got quite a few papers here. Put some order. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bless you, Lord, this morning once again. God, the unchangeable and unchanging, eternal one, everlasting Father, Father of the eternity itself, the builder of your church, we give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation, and thank you for the word of God that is permanent and converts souls, settled in heaven, permanent, unchangeable. We give you praise and glory, and we pray that your Holy Spirit will help us this morning. As, Lord, we approach your word with fear and trembling. Build us up, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Well, there are quite a few things going on in the world these days. A lot of bad news and conflicting and terrifying news. Um, I just saw an article, I think it was yesterday or today, uh, some people in the Church of England celebrate same-sex or something. Oh, how can people, believers in God, celebrate homosexual marriage? You see, these things are not easy to say because I'm preaching from here, from the pulpit. I'm online and I work. Anytime I can lose my job. So you can think about these things in secret, but we can't, because we are appointed to be condemned as preachers of the gospel. It's one thing to talk between two people, it's another thing to be online saying these things. There is a price to pay. So we are not here to make jokes. It takes courage to preach the word of God. Amen. If we have homosexual infiltrating us here, how long does it take to tell the police that man has said this? Is who will defend you? Nobody. What do we do? Do we fear? Do we keep quiet? What do we do? Do we just let the church to make their own choices? Or are we the first appointed to death? These things are not jokes. We're not here to jokes. There is a price to pay in these things. 
If we want the believer themselves to be bold and to stand, it has to start from us. There is a price to pay. On the way to deliverance part two today. Some of you may remember about one or two years or one and a half years before uh, I stood in this very place and uh, I rejected categorically that I did not believe that COVID vaccine was the mark of the beast. How many remember that when I say that? It was very difficult because 80% plus believe that taking the vaccine means worshipping the beast. And I said, I sat at home for months and months and said, Lord, we need to give some direction to the believers. People don't know where to go. And the COVID prophets were making a lot of money on YouTube. COVID prophets. And I said, Lord, what is the answer? I don't want to mislead people. I don't know the answer. I know everything is being prepared for the coming of the answer, but is COVID vaccine the mark of the beast? People were nervous in churches and COVID prophets were flourishing. It's gone quiet for some time. Oh, I'm hearing about inflation prophets now. Do we adapt the word of God to situation? Or the Bible predict and prophesy accurately the future? Or we become prophet according to whatever is new, whatever is coming? Okay, the, the. Conspiracy. And people like that. And they draw people after themselves. It makes them feel good. While just depressing yourself. If you follow that route. The Bible is enough. Pray to God who is able to keep you to the end. But make sure that the fear of God you have is perfected in holiness. That's what the Bible says. God is leading his people. Why am I saying this? Who gave me the authority to say this? Well, I was troubled as well. I did not understand, did not have an answer until I got to Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Those who do not have their name written in the book of life of the Lamb will worship the Antichrist. Oh, I know quite a few believers in Christ who took the vaccine. Does that mean their names are not written in the book of the Lamb? Big contradiction. And I say, from that point of view, I do not believe COVID vaccine is the mark of the beast. What then? Well, everything is leading to globalism. Everything. Well, you say the mark of the beast, but you're quite happy with your credit card in your pocket. Barcode is everywhere. Well, nobody can be hidden anymore. 
things will come. Look to Jesus and continue. Conspiracy theory won't take us anywhere. We are called to have nothing to do with unfruitful works of darkness, but to expose them. So there are things God is calling us to do as a body, as believers, and those things will define who we are. God is holy. Full stop. And He wants His children to be holy. End of the story. Anything else in between, if it's not leading to increase the fear of God, it means nothing for God. God wants his, the fear of God. Well, I hear a lot of definitions regarding the fear of God. A lot of definitions. Oh, the fear of God is not terror. You know, the fear of God, this and that. I found that the fear of God has at least two aspects. One aspect for the rebellious people who don't fear God, and one aspect for the obedient who fear God. For those who fear God, the fear of God become love. For the rebellious people, the fear of God becomes like a sword hanging there. It becomes terror. That's why those who fear God and love Him are not afraid. They understand the love of God. What does the Bible say? Knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. Many, many years ago, uh, someone said to me, I will only come to the church if God, if the God of the Old Testament begins to act again, because there's no fear of God. What I say is the same. He's the same God now. And he's saying exactly the same thing. And he's calling his people to holiness. He hasn't changed. He's the same. Do not have anything to do with the works, unfruitful works of darkness, but expose them. There's no association between Belial and Christ. The table of the Lord and the table of demons. Now, holiness, yoga, meditation, all those kind of things. Now, only Christ. But then we're in trouble. You may think these things are very easy understood. Now, you will be very surprised. I've had people come in to me, what's wrong with yoga? Where in the Bible it says yoga is not good? You know, I find, you know, calmness in meditation and all those kind of things. Doesn't yoga recommend people to empty themselves for calmness? The Bible says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when the house is empty, demons will come to destroy. We are called to be permanently filled with the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense so far? We're going to read the same passage we read last time, Exodus chapter 13, from verse 17 to 22. Exodus 13, verse 17 to 22. 
That's Exodus 13, verse 17 to 22. Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let people go, that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest perhaps the people change their mind when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in order to run out of the land of Egypt. Verse 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. Verse 20. So they took their journey from Sukkot and camped at Atham at the edge of the wilderness. Verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Now, notice that the Lord made a provision for his people to move. To move regardless of the condition, the prevailing condition. Regardless of the weather, regardless of the prevailing condition, day or night, they had to move forward. Because God was with them, leading them. Regardless of what is happening in the world today, Christ said the night is coming where no one will be able to work. I'm saying this morning that the worst is still to come because the best is yet to come. This is not the end of it. For those who believe in Christ Jesus, the best is yet to come. For those who reject Him, the worst is still to come. Keep courage. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. The Lord had to lead His people day or night, regardless. Whether the day, the night represent the darkness which is befalling on us intensively, increasing thicker and thicker and thicker, the Lord is leading His people. Maybe not in a visible, physical cloud, uh, but Jesus Christ said, I am with you to the end of the age. You know, in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh, and we beheld His glory. That's the same word as the, the Shekinah, La Shekinah in French. But that's the same of the form of that pillar, that cloud. It was the same word that was used. Jesus Christ is our Shekinah. is with us day and night. Because we trust in Him. He will see us through. He will lead us to the Father. Because He is faithful. Well, God may decide to send His angel to help us from time to time. 
But I don't need that, I need God Himself. But I know what the problem is, the angel of the Lord in camp around all. Oh, every man has his own angel. Now, in the Old Testament, there is this uh, theologian called that uh, Theophany, but more accurately Christophany. The appearing of Christ visibly in his pre-incarnation states in the Old Testament that's referred to as Christophany. So whenever you see the angel of the Lord, that's Jesus Christ leading his people. So the angel of the Lord that come is Jesus Christ himself. And he said he is with us to the end of this age. Now I'm saying this because we just need to be careful with what is going on in this world. It's not Jesus Christ plus something else. It's Jesus Christ only. Angels, 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 angels. How do we know? Because there's another one who disguised as an angel of light. The Bible says. But it's Satan. God is leading his people. God is faithful. Remember what we said the other time? It's written in the Bible. The same pillar of fire, of cloud, that was walking before the Israelites, the same was going behind them. Projecting light for them to move forward, but projecting darkness behind so that they will be confused. Jesus Christ is precious to us, but he is a stumbling block for those who hate him. They don't even want the name of Jesus Christ. If you do these things, you will see what is happening. Well, we visit someone in the hospital and uh, I was just uh, giving up the leaflet, that leaflet, hope of the world. And, uh, and uh, you expect that just because he speaks of God, everybody will say, no, someone take it and read it carefully and read and say to me, no. I look at Jennifer and say, that's how it works. And you give to some people and they take it, you take to some people, etc., etc. It's a sewing exercise. That's the reason why we will make a provision on the table. Evangelist is for everybody. Just grab one leaflet, share with a friend on the street, give to someone. This is a very high time. You see, what is going to happen we don't know, but this is the time to sow the parable of the sower. To make the word of God accessible and available, that is the word for everybody. So, this was not a quick fix. The Lord God had a choice to have the Israelites moving from Goshen to Canaan, northward. Remember, Goshen is the place because of Joseph that where. They dwelt because Pharaoh gave them that place and it was a better place, the Bible says. So they were in Goshen. So they had to move from that place to... Sorry, I'm doing this because I'm looking my my, 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 my mouth. And they had to move northward to Canaan. No? No? 
God said, downwards, southwards. They had to go southward and then turn and pass the wilderness and go back. Why? Oh, I just realized that the whole part, if they had taken that shortcut, it was the land of the Philistines. What is known as the Great Sea is also known as the Philistine Sea. I did not know that. So God is so wise. He said, not only many of you are going to die, but some of you, because of the intensity of the battle with the Philistine, some of you are going to be discouraged and they will go back to Egypt. Therefore, I'm going to take you safely this way. And they go southward and they get to Sinai. Horeb. That was the plan. God will now reveal his word to them. That was the plan. Not just to get quickly, no, but to teach his people his way by giving them his commandment and begin to teach them. Uh, I was interested in seeing the difference between wilderness and desert. French is not good. It just say the desert. English is good. Desert, wilderness. You may think they are interchangeable. There are some differences. Why? I found out that in the wilderness there can be some form of life. There can be things that are growing very well by themselves. There's no humans living there. But the desert is so dry. It's completely different. Absolutely no life. Why am I saying this? I am saying this so that we do not confuse when the Lord is taking us through a period of trial, we do not confuse the two concepts. <coughs> Wilderness means God himself is bringing the growth and aided. Life is there with God. God is there. But in the desert, there is absolutely nothing. In fact, the best definition of desert, 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 desert is the one we eat after. Okay. Desert, desert. Okay. Oh, sorry. And, 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 and in the wilderness, God is making a provision for his people. What did I say? Sorry, I lost something. In the desert, another definition for desert is infertility. What's that in English? Barrenness. No, I want the barrenness. That's the one. That's the definition for what? But in the wilderness, you're not barren. No. You're growing with the Lord. You're producing fruits that are acceptable to God. The desert is when you forsake God, then you go dry. You become barren. There's no fruit. That's the desert. Moving on for whatever time is left. About 10 minutes. So God is not in a business of quick fixing things. 
become a Christian now, everybody's Billy Graham, everybody is Royal Comfort, everybody, nobody wants to be taught. I'm talking about the body of Christ, not just this church, in the body of Christ. People are not recognizing their own ministries, etc. And we are where we are, in the body of Christ. I'm talking about the body of Christ. You know, in the olden time, when there were doctrinal conflict in the church, what happened? They went to Jerusalem. There were some sort of references. And people examined what happened. And they made resolution which everyone would apply. For instance, that circumcision was not necessary to salvation. But today, who will listen to who? Everyone does his own things. It's complete chaos. What do we do? Do we recognize even ministries themselves? No. Everyone is their own teacher. That's where we are. And we're paying for it. We're paying for it. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1 to 6, we read the other time, the Lord wanted to teach his people that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds after them. That had to be in really what I call intimacy with God. And God was providing for them. And the Lord was even giving them a food they did not know. God doing miracles and providing water in the desert. And helping them with the burning serpent, healing them, doing it, just for the people of God to begin to trust, rely steadfastly, grounded, built up, rooted in God. That's what God wants. Complete trust in God. And God is leading his people in such ways. And those who receive that and accept that from God will shine like gold. Because God will teach them His ways. God wants a one-to-one tuition with His people. Let us not be people who like fixing things quickly to feel good about it. Now, let us be people who rely on God, not just in words, in reality. God may take the longer way as we just seen here, but let's trust that He is faithful, He will see us through. Today we're talking about a very good sister. Uh, what her name? My family Jean Paul. You've forgotten too. It's a good, very, very good sister. We've known her for many years. She knows the Lord. But her health is so challenging. In the days when we were in the same church, we were praying to the Lord God. I remember one day a pastor came in from Paris and prayed for her publicly. 
So people are just thinking, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe today, maybe every day. She's still there. 22 years has passed. She loves the Lord, very fragile, the Lord sustaining her. She's there. How many people do we know who are in good health in those 22 years who have departed? In good health. Including one yesterday. Went to work, not to come back. Stroke, straight away. I was called at 11 p.m. to tell me that. But that sister is still there. What I'm trying to say is we need to trust God. God knows better the end of everything. Let us not situation intimidate us. Let us have a renewed mind to understand that we belong to God. And God will perfect his work in your life, in my life, if we let him do. But if we just want just comfort for ourselves, any little thing, oh, any little thing, anyone, we won't go anywhere. Anywhere. God will teach you his ways. He will renew your mind so that you begin to understand his ways to become useful in his hands and to the future. And there is a great reward for those who trust and obey God. The songwriter said there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Easy said, difficult. Where are we? Okay, let's just jump to the conclusion. In Exodus 5 to 6, the two chapters, don't need to turn to it, I know you've been reading that all the time. Exodus 5 and 6, the Lord hardened the Pharaoh's heart and revealed his plan to his servant Moses. The hardship increases and things were trickier. The Lord tells Moses, I'm going to deliver my people. Go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And things get worse. Same quote of bricks, no supplies, no provision, no raw material. Plus, they have to go throughout Egypt themselves. There was no cars to go and gather raw material and come and produce the same quote of bricks. People are not happy. People say, Moses, you've put the sword in Pharaoh's hands to kill us. Well, we say, things can get worse before they get better. You say, in your lovely language. What about Jairus? Remember that in Mark chapter 5? Jairus, standing right in the front of the Lord himself there. My daughter is dying, come and help me. The Lord said, yeah, okay. I'm going to deal with the situation. While the Lord is dealing with the situation, a woman came from nowhere with a flow of blood for 12 years and disrupted a little bit. Who has touched me, etc.? Imagine if you were Jairus. The Lord is resolving your problem. It's critical. Your daughter is dying. And someone comes, and you're a commander. And someone comes and disrupt the whole thing with their own problems. And then he caused a little bit of trouble. Who touched me? It's not me. And just he standing. And by the time the Lord finished with this one, his servant comes and says, stop pesting the master, your daughter's died. Oh. 
Look at the person sitting next to you and say, do not be afraid, only believe. Because that's what the Lord told Jairus when the worst news came. Stop annoying the master. Your daughter has died. The Lord said, do not be afraid, only believe. Regardless of what is happening, regardless of the situation, health, whatever it is, only believe and continue with the Lord. He knows better. Do you think the Lord did not know what was happening in Jairus' house, home? He looked at it, let's go, and he raised the child. When his friend Lazarus died, he stopped on his way, and he told his friend, our friend Lazarus has died. But I'm glad I wasn't there. Let's go. I'll raise him up. Omniscient God. The Lord knows our lives. Start. What's that song say? From first cry to final breath. Jesus command my destiny. Having this kind of promises and assurance, steadfast. Let us continue. Not giving into propaganda, conspiracy, all those things that will only depress you. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray, love Him, serve Him, obey Him, flee from sin. Repent wherever the Holy Spirit puts His finger. Ask for forgiveness. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The Latin people say, "Errare umano meseti perseverare diabolicum." Okay, to do to make a mistake is human, but to persevere in the same mistake is diabolical. So it's asking for forgiveness and growing. When we first became Christian, they said to us, "Every victory against sin is like a pillar on your back. You move." Victory over sin, another pillar. You can't go back. Boom, boom. You can't. You move in it, pillar. You move. If you're going back to the same sin all the time, what does the Bible say? Fleeing from the sin that ensnares you so easily. One, not two. One sin. The one where you stumble all the time. Bring it before God and we'll deal with it. And move forward. God wants to teach his people. We haven't even started. That's fine. We say what needed to be said. May the Lord continue to strengthen each one of us as he's leading his people and help us to move forward. We are called not to be put under the same yoke with the unbelievers. No. There's no uh, commonality between our destiny and the unbelievers. Those who worship the devil, that's their own problem. We worship the living God. So we absolutely need the Lord to deliver us. Even from a filthy garment, the Bible says. We absolutely need the Lord to sanctify. That means to set us apart for himself. Remember that song? Set apart for you, know? Yeah? I choose to be holy. There is a choice. To make ourselves available. Not coming back to the same small thing, the same 
that is same you know the same at some point we, we need to gain some victory as well you know because as we grow with the lord the devil will intensify the level of temptation that will come will be proportionate to your spiritual maturity But if we're still going wrong, uh, Lord help me, I feel I'm going in a pub to drink, Lord help me. But remember what I said the other week? Make yourself a list. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, the new creation, former things have passed away, everything has become new. I say make your own list. What has passed away in your life? And what has become new? And what do people who have known you before say about things that have passed away? You will have an answer. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and we say thank you, Lord. Lord, we fall down at your feet and we pray that, Lord, you teach us your ways. Help us, Lord, to move forward with you. Teach us your ways, regardless of what is happening, Lord, in our lives. We lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and the earth. Lord, we commit each one of us here unto your hands. Guide us, Lord, our great Jehovah, and help us, Lord. Grant us victory, your victory upon the enemy. Deliver us, Lord, from every filthiness. Deliver us, Lord, from the worldliness, from the attraction of this world. He says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderfulness. Help us, Lord, we pray. We look to you, O oh God. We are without strength. Guide us, guide us, Lord. We commit each one of us and the church unto your holy hands. Father, we thank you and we pray, Lord, for Brian, that you be with him, Lord, raise him up in this hour. We thank you, Lord, for your help, Lord, that uh, his uh, breathing has improved. We give you praise and glory for that and we bless you for all the prayers, Lord, that has come to your throne, and Lord, for your help and compassion upon him, pray that, Lord, you continue to help him and raise him up. So thank you, Lord, for <clears throat> Lord God Almighty, for Mark here, that, Lord, you've also helped him, Lord, and give him, Lord, some recovery, Lord, we commit his future to your holy hand that Lord will continue to perfect Lord his uh, Lord um, healing. We say thank you that Lord has been able to come here. Thank you Lord as well for all the prayers that have mounted to your throne and your, your, your choice Lord to answer Lord favorably. We pray Lord also for anyone amongst us here who is unwell in their body. Lord you are the Lord who heals us and by your stripe Lord we are healed. We call out to you, Lord, and pray for your divine intervention, O oh God, that you touch, Lord, that body and raise up in the name of Jesus unto your glory. Amen. Father, we thank you. We pray and commit unto your hand every family, every individual here, and pray that, Lord, you command your blessing. You give us strength, Lord, to carry your Lord, fighting the good fight of faith. Strengthen us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Give us your victory. Lord, we pray for the manifestation of your mystery of godliness unto newness of life. We pray for the manifestation of the power of resurrection 
in our lives that we may be the life that is pleasing to you. Keep us humble because Jesus is humble. Help us, Lord, we pray. Grant us, Lord, your heart to know what to do. Give us as a church a direction, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Be with us all. Guide us. Bless the week ahead. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.